So while preparing to write this sermon, uh, I read uh, about a perpetually cranky parishioner who never had a good word to say about uh, any, any sermons being given. Um, and the preacher reported that he was pleasantly surprised uh, when the parishioner told him how pleased he was with his, his sermon that day which had been about the Acts of the apostle, Apostles, the background, the history of the early church, similar to what Canon Ali preached last week. And the parishioner said he was so glad that it was a historical sermon because he was sick and tired about hearing about love all the time. So as the writer pointed out, if the parishioner, or if you, are really tired of the love thing, today would probably be a good time for you to stay home. Um, because Jesus uses the word love nine times in this gospel reading in eight sentences. That's a lot of talk about love. And so here we are. The meal is finished. Feet have been washed. Jesus will be arrested soon. And in these final precious moments, Jesus is speaking to his followers about relationships and community and love, sharing how we are to be in relationship with God and with one another, how we're to live in this world after he's gone from our sight. And we hear these words of assurance and, and these words of love uh, so many times and in so many ways. And a lot of times for me. And yet still, we struggle with this notion of loving one another. And I don't know about you, but there are lots of days that I know that absolutely that there are people in my life who don't deserve my love or anyone else's, let alone God's. Some days it's the next door neighbor. Some days it's that, that person in the checkout line or that person who cut you off driving down 7th Avenue or some other individual who has uh, stirred up my ire, or has hurt me or my family, or as some politician who seems bent on destroying the country. And lots of times I will find myself, like Jonah, infuriated that God would spare the lives of those sinners. Why spare them when so many of your children are suffering and dying? from COVID and from poverty, from war. And I want to just go sit somewhere and, and sulk and raise my fist and cry out against God. What are you thinking? And truth be told, there's probably times when, when I know I'm just like those believers in Acts. 
and truth be told, probably some of you are astounded and appalled that God shows no partiality and will let anyone in, all welcome, no exceptions. So I guess that there are a lot of times I just, I just don't get God and why he seems to be silent in the face of, of my pain or the world's pain. And I just want to turn away and just be done with it. So as you might be gathering, I, I was not in the best frame of mind to write about love. And yet, here I am, proclaiming and, and having to preach on those oh-so-familiar words. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And as one writer put it, how weird is that? We are being commanded to love one another. Not just to share our toys and be polite to one another, but, but to love one another. For real. A love that welcomes everyone, everywhere. You and me, us and them. It's a relentless, radical love of our enemies and of tax collectors and of sinners and lepers and God help me, politicians. In other words, anyone who makes you cringe. And right now, it just makes me want to go hide away somewhere. Don't make me go there, Jesus. And it occurred to me that all of this would have been a whole lot easier if come Ascension Day, that Jesus just ascended into heaven, seated himself at the right hand of God, and stayed there, far, far away. Because today I hear those words of love and I think, eh, I'm just not up to it. And then Jesus, being Jesus, he couldn't leave well enough alone. And he had to add these words. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And I'm wrecked. Because abide is such a, it's an old-fashioned word. It's a word that calls to mind images of comfort and caring Come, sit, and abide with me. Tell me where it's hurting and how I can make it better. The word abide can be translated as remain or stay, and we're being invited to dwell in this place of love, to shelter in place, to stay, to just be. Rabbi Kushner uh, was interviewed on the NPR show uh, On Being. 
several years ago. And he was speaking about Kabbalah, uh, Jewish mysticism. And when asked to explain how mysticism differs from uh, Western religion, he said, picture a big circle. And the big circle represents God. And then the picture below that is, is a tiny little circle. And that represents, a tiny little circle represents you and me in the world. And because the big circle is above the little circle, it's naturally hierarchical. God all-powerful, us asking for help and guidance. God up there, somewhere, and we are down here. So in mysticism, Rabbi Kushner goes on, there's this same big circle that represents God. But the only difference is, is that that little circle that represents you and represents me is inside that little circle. And mysticism is those moments of heightened spiritual awareness where the boundary line which is the little circle that defines you and me inside the big circle is momentarily erased, momentarily is blurred, and it's no longer clear where you end and God begins. And while I don't profess to know a lot about Kabbalah, and I'm way too practical and, and probably too cynical to be a mystic. There's something about that imagery that calls to mind Jesus' words, abide in me, surrounded by my love. Let my love be your strength and your foundation. Let my love be your sh shelter in the storm. Come and sit. Rest a while. Tell me where it hurts. And there are days when we just need to rest in God's love and let that be enough for the moment. And so for today, what, what I need to remember and that when I hear this commandment, to love one another. We need to remember the rest of the sentence. As I have loved you. And as one writer put it, Jesus' love is, is not an example to emulate. It's our source of never-ending love. It's where love originates and deepens. It's our invitation to allow his love to erase the boundary between us and God. No longer clear where we end and, and God begins. Realizing that we never had to do this on our own. God's love lifting us up.
God's love filling us up. And that love overflowing to spill out over everyone else and into the world. We are able to love one another because we are so loved. Come, abide with me.